HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast that explores the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, pourable, also today, carvable, roastable, and burnable. Um, that's right, guys. You have reached the Thanksgiving mini episode with your host, Zara Tangora, and Zara Tangora, Breton, has left the building. He is in Chicago. We miss him dearly. Um, But we wanted to make sure to get this very special episode out to you guys and just in time for all your holiday prepping. So today we're talking, uh, you know, about some of the biggest questions on all of your minds. You guys have been writing in. Thank you for that. And we've been taking your emails to heart and reading them a hundred times over. And we're going to respond to some of the biggest questions we got about everyone's most beloved and morally questionable if not reprehensible holiday, uh, Thanksgiving. So while there's definitely some deep diving to do for everyone about why we celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to choose to just focus on the positive parts of where the holiday is nowadays, uh, which is getting to spend some time with family, make some nice food, uh, put your hand down your pants in front of other people in not a weird way, um, eating like four or five different desserts at once, drinking a lot, uh, sleeping early, waking up and eating more. These are all things we only get to do maybe but once or five times a year. So we're going to get right into it. So we've gotten some really great uh, questions from you guys. Um, to speed things along here, I'm not going to read the entire emails, but I will just kind of go through some of the questions that I thought were most important and hopefully the answers will be useful to you. So first question that we got a lot of, um, how much turkey per person? This is kind of the age-old question next to, is there a God? Um, And the answer to both is a pound a person. That's right. So big turkey wants to tell us that a pound a person is the correct amount. And it's kind of right. I mean, you know, the thing is with turkey, you're always going to probably have some leftovers. Um, A pound a person, don't get it twisted, folks, does not mean that each person is going to need to eat a pound of turkey. Um, Although what you do in your own time is really your own business. It really just means it's a guideline. Bear in mind that there's bones, a carcass, skin flaps, fat, water weight, all kinds of things that decrease the actual amount to not really being a pound a person. When it comes right down to it, most folks are probably just eating a couple slices, less than a quarter pound. Um, But again, you're 
the weight accounts for other stuff and you'll probably have leftovers. You you want to have leftovers. That's the point, isn't it? A Thanksgiving without leftover turkey is just uh, any Monday night at my parents' house. Um, so a pound person, that's about the right answer. If you're having a large Thanksgiving, let's say you have like 30 people coming, um, don't play God and try to create a 30-pound turkey or get a 30-pound turkey. I mean, I guess you can do whatever you want, but my suggestion would be to get two smaller birds or do what I'm doing this year, um, which is doing turkey breast roulades. So I'm getting a couple of uh, beautiful turkey breasts and I am making uh, porchetta, but any kind of rolled turkey breast situation would be cool to do with that for a large group. And I'm using the dark meat to make meatballs. Um, Okay. So next question that people want to know, what the hell is a roasting rack and why do I need it? And what do I do if I don't have one? So a roasting rack is basically a rack that's going to go in the bottom of your roasting pan. I know. Amazing. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Um, Why do you need it? Because we want to put some space in between the bottom of the pan and the bird. Uh, This helps it cook more evenly. It helps it so the bottom of the bird doesn't burn. You get air underneath the bird. It's important. Uh, I suggest going out and just forking over a couple bucks for a roasting rack. But let's say, I don't know, yours didn't arrive in time or you've misplaced it behind a bunch of other crap in your cupboard. Um, Whatever the case may be, you don't want to buy one. You don't like roasting racks. I don't know. You can make kind of a makeshift roasting rack out of tinfoil. So just like stretch out a very big, long piece of tinfoil and kind of mush it up into a snake-like shape and coil it around and place your turkey on top of that. Uh, It's better than nothing. It's Again, I recommend getting a roasting rack, but it's definitely something that I've done in the past in a pinch and it totally works. So uh, next question that we got a lot of, we got a lot of emails about this, Um, turkey alternatives. Turkey alternatives, I dare you to say that 10 times fast. Turkey alternatives, turkey alternatives, turkey alternatives. I'm stopping at three. Um, Okay, so some other things you can do except for turkey. Not everybody likes turkey. It can be expensive. Maybe you can't find like a good quality one around you. I don't know what your problem is with turkey. And I don't care. But I am going to tell you some things that I think can be a good sub. So my own pops was a guy who didn't like turkey. He didn't eat any fowl, in fact. Um, So this was an issue that came up time and time again in my family. Uh, growing up, dad won't eat turkey and he won't shut up about it. Uh, so some other things you can do a crown roast, beautiful option, um, of either beef or pork crown rib roast or crown uh, pork roast would be great. Go down to your butcher and tell him I need a crown roast now or else threats always work at the butcher shop. I found, um, so those are both great options. Uh, if you're a vegetarian, I always think like a large vegetable that can be stuffed is chill. So thinking like a giant sized uh, butternut squash, that's a great option. Stuff it with whatever you want. Some things that I could suggest to you uh, might be some like wild rice uh, or some, you know, calm, tame, domesticated rice, Uh, some nuts, a cheese, let's say feta, a dried fruit, maybe like a chopped up apricot or a dried shriveled up cranberry, um, lots of fresh herbs and then pack it in whatever you want. A squash is a good idea. Um, I also think stuffed cabbage rolls could be a cool thing, um, that you could make vegetarian. You could do stuffed cabbage rolls that have, um, mushrooms and some breadcrumbs and, uh, let's say some pecorino and 
I don't know. That sounds good to me. Stuff, veggie stuffed cabbage rolls. Uh, what are there? Some other big giant uh, stuffed cauliflower is always a crowd pleaser for you vegans out there, as my mother says. And my father also said vegan and they weren't married, but they, I guess, shared that till the very end. Um, so anyway, those are some good options for vegetarian people. Uh, roast chicken, as I think I already mentioned, although I can't really remember. I had a terrible memory. If I didn't already say roast chicken, I meant to. And if I did, I really, really mean it. Roasted chicken. So another question that we got, which I love because I'm super into this, is some ideas for thematic Thanksgiving dinners. So this year I'm doing an Italian American style Thanksgiving at my house. This is something I've kind of tinkered with in the past and been really pushing for. And this year we're having a big Thanksgiving dinner and I'm finally getting my way and I'm getting to do an Italian American Thanksgiving and uh, it's pretty cool. So just to give you an idea of what that looks like, I'm making a lasagna. Um, As I mentioned before, I'm doing turkey porchetta. Um, A regular porchetta actually would be another great option for a uh, non-turkey meat entree. Porchetta is uh, classically made with a pork belly that's rolled around with um, porchetta spices, which is like dried fennel and black pepper and garlic, rosemary, sage, thyme. Uh, so that's a great thing to do uh, with turkey or a regular porchetta. Um, sometimes it has like a pork loin in the middle if you really want to get fancy. If you go to Italy, you'll see it's on kind of with the head still on the pig and they kind of use the, I don't know, that's a little bit much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there or go there, but uh, this isn't a porchetta podcast, so let's get back on track here. So I'm making turkey porchetta, turkey meatballs, lasagna. My stuffing is going to be a garlic bread stuffing. I'm doing uh, Alfredo-style mashed potatoes. I'm doing creamed broccoli rabe. Um, I'm doing a Negroni-style cranberry sauce that's going to have Campari and vermouth and gin in it and lots of uh, juniper berries stirred in there, stewed in there and some orange. So that should be really good. I'm actually very excited about that. I'm doing sweet potatoes that are roasted and topped with coffee butter, crushed hazelnuts, and amaretti cookies, and a little drizzle of uh, saba, which is kind of like a sweet accompany. It's a sweet kind of condiment. It's made from wine that's cooked down for a very long time. Uh, so there's a some and a big, fresh, crunchy radicchio salad. Don't forget the salad on Thanksgiving. No matter what you do, do not forget the salad. It's really good, and it's like a nice, crunchy, lively welcomed part of uh, any Thanksgiving meal. So try to try to put a salad in there, folks. So some other themes that I was thinking of that could be fun. I was thinking a French theme could be awesome. Uh, you could do um, a green bean dish. I was thinking a cool green bean dish for a French Thanksgiving would be a take on um, a niçoise salad. So you have your steamed green beans and then you make like a bagna cauda which means warm bath in Italian. And it's a essentially an anchovy butter garlic sauce that you usually dip vegetables in. But you can make that and you can even put some uh, tuna conserva in there and then make kind of like a tuna bandicata, pour that over, uh, some olives, some chopped egg. Uh, cherry tomatoes aren't in season, but you know if you did want to get some of those from your grocery store out of season, I guess it's a special occasion, so why the hell not? Roast those throw those on there and you have this like really cool green bean side dish. Of course, potatoes, uh, gratin, great French dish, leeks vinaigrette. You could do, um, a turkey 
uh, with just like, you know, maybe a turkey all orange. Oh, that would be fabulous. Instead of like duck all orange, make kind of like a sweet orange sauce. Um, so those are some cool ideas for a French style Thanksgiving. And then just like from there, really like, I'd say like theme it off whatever you want. Like if you want to do a theme of some movie you like, like Hot Shots Part Duh, or maybe Carrie, just soak everything in pig's blood. Um, but in all seriousness, like find a flavor profile or cuisine you're interested in. Maybe something that's special to your family. Maybe it's an Irish Thanksgiving. Maybe it's, that's not the best idea. Maybe it's a Thai style Thanksgiving and perhaps you just took a trip and you want to kind of, you know, flex some of the things you learned or flavors you tasted, but you know, it's Thanksgiving. So think about incorporating Thai ingredients, go to your local market where they have cool Thai stuff and, and do that. Just have fun with it, really. Like, remember that Thanksgiving people have things that they love and they look forward to all year that they don't eat often, you know. Um, so keep that in mind and check with the rest of your crew to make sure they're they're chill with this idea. But but have fun. You know, it doesn't have to just be the same old thing every year. And maybe it can be. Maybe it can be some of the same things and something different. Um, so theme Thanksgivings, yeah. There you go. And then try to do it from top to bottom. You know, this year, like we're doing the Italian American thing. We're doing a, a quince spritz. So instead of like a classic Aperol spritz, we're doing, um, you know, Prosecco and a quince syrup, uh, and a little bit of Suze, which is kind of a bitter liqueur, uh, and some seltzer water. So those are some cool ideas. And this is a big question that we got a lot of emails about. And by a lot, I mean more than one. Um, timing. I think timing of your Thanksgiving meal can be something that is very stressful. People are like, how am I going to get everything hot at the same time? I have this giant crazed bird taking my whole oven. What do I do? Well, I highly recommend if you're having a large party, look into, um, any kind of party rental company near you and see if they rent proofing boxes. What is a proofing box? It is essentially a metal coffin uh, shaped situation that, uh, keeps food warm. They have electric ones. They're kind of expensive to rent. Um, if money is an issue or a concern as it is for my family and for most families, try renting a proofing box that runs on sternos. Um, it's really easy to use. It's user-friendly people at the rental company could, you know, let you know how to use it or you can look online or you can email us and we can help you out. Um, it's a great way to, you can heat things up and then you can throw them in there or you can even throw them in there at room temp as long as they're cooked through. You can't really cook things in a proofing box, but you can keep things warm, things warm. So say maybe you cook your stuffing, you bake it the day before, put it in the fridge, sit it out on the counter for a couple hours and then throw in the proofer and that thing can really stay in there for a long time. So with the proofer, like anything else, you're going to want to think, oh, or is there anything I don't want to become like overly mushy? Are there things that are sensitive to getting, you know, too much heat? A lot of Thanksgiving foods can kind of casseroles and stuff can really like sit and warm for a while. So that's one really great idea. If you don't have access to a proofer or you don't want to rent one or whatever, um, the best thing to think about is just being coordinated with cycling things out. So maybe you throw four or five dishes in the oven after the turkey comes out. A turkey can sit on the counter for a while. You don't need to serve it blazing hot. Take it out. It can sit for an hour or so at least under some foil uh, before you carve it, and it's going to be fine. Um, and then maybe you like throw a bunch of stuff in and then you know get it hot, take it out, get some other stuff hot, take it out. And then if the other stuff that you've taken out first gets cool, 
you can throw it back back in for one like last flash at a high temperature for a couple minutes. Um, you might also want to consider either purchasing or I think it's a better idea to rent some chafing dishes uh, or hot plates, um, induction burners, stuff like that. Is it's a, that's a great way to keep things warm. Also, don't forget about your stovetop. So your stovetop can be used uh, to kind of steam things in big trays. You know, if you have a big hotel pan or a big roasting pan full of stuff, um, you can go ahead and put that on the stovetop, light the burners at a, you know, reasonable temperature so you don't burn stuff. Um, that's always an, an option as well. And I think my best answer to this question is just don't freak out. If everything's not perfectly hot, it's fine. Like don't waste your night over, oh, like, you know, whatever. Grandmama's potatoes were not as hot as they should have been. Oh, everything's ruined. It's not ruined. I'm sure that grandmama would rather, you know, have a good time and know that everyone is happy than her potatoes be blazing hot. That being said, I not I know there's a lot of psychotic grandmas out there. Uh, so, you know, heat things at your own risk. Uh, you don't want to get too much shit from your family. Uh, traditions. This is something that I just wanted to mention. Um, my family, we try to, you know, it's a complicated holiday for a lot of reasons. The origins of it, the family aspect, things can kind of go haywire. So to keep it, to keep it cool and keep, uh, keep the vibes high. Um, also I come from a family of my mom's super heady as am I. Um, and she's a therapist and she always has great kind of loving traditions to put out there. And so one that we developed a couple years ago is that everyone writes down either a wish they have for the coming year, something they're thankful for, for the past year or whatever, keep it loose. And we write it down or someone we're thankful for at the table and we put it in a hat and pass it around and then somebody, everybody reads a random thing that another person wrote. And I think it's a cool way of, you know, that can be a vulnerable thing to do to go around the table and say what you're thankful for. And it can put people on the spot. Maybe they're embarrassed of saying something like they're not good at public speaking. So this is kind of a fun way to add a little bit of levity and take a little pressure off of that. And it's always fun to read somebody else's weird thing. And you can guess who wrote it if you want or not. Keep it, keep it uh, under wraps, whatevs. So that's a fun one. Um... I don't know. I think like read the crowd, you know, maybe think of something and then it's cool to kind of push people to be vulnerable on this date, but you don't want to, you know, alienate people in your family who maybe aren't that open to sharing. So get creative with it. But a tradition is kind of nice. Whatever it is, if you're religious, maybe you pray. We're not religious in our family. Um, So we have a pagan Thanksgiving and uh, before we bite into a live raw turkey, we pass around wishes and everybody, everybody reads each other's. So just something to think about there, guys. Um, Music is important, people and lighting. Um, But music is important for having like a nice night and setting the setting the vibe right. So I recommend um, kind of thinking about your music ahead of time. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, classical music or something like, you know, traditional. Even older folks can get with something more fun. Maybe you want to think about having a Bowie Thanksgiving. Um, just dig around and find a good album now. And you're going to be delighted to know that Life's the Banquet is going to be providing a link to a Spotify playlist. Um, if anybody wants to check that out and put it on their, on their Thanksgiving Day uh, rotation up on the old Unos and Doses. So those are some of the biggest uh, questions that we've gotten about Thanksgiving. Um, I just want to add that, you know, it's hard. Holidays are hard. 
for everyone for different reasons, whether you've had a death in the family, um, that's something I can relate to. And it, you know, conjures up sad feelings. You miss people. Um, or maybe you don't get along with your family that well, or maybe some people don't get along because we live in very trying times and a lot of families have been torn apart, particularly by politics that only seems to get more and more divisive, uh, every day. And I am lucky that my family, you know, we all are on the same page politically. Uh, and that's nice, but it's still tough even for us because you, you know, people get into talking about things, even though we all agree. And then all of a sudden we're all fired up. So I kind of made a rule a couple years ago, no Trump at the Thanksgiving dinner table, because, uh, we have this bozo in our head enough of the time and we don't need him ruining our holiday. So that's something to consider. Maybe just having a ceasefire for the night, um, when it comes to politics, particularly, uh, it's hard. I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it out there. Also, just consider, you know, being easy on yourself, which I think should be the theme of Thanksgiving 2018 in general. Be easy on yourself. If you do have family members that are uh, you have a contentious relationship with, if you're sad, if you're struggling, be, be nice to yourself, whatever it takes. I'm not encouraging alcoholism or drug use, but if you need a shot of whiskey, yeah, and that helps and that's cool for you, just do it. If you... Uh, need to go out and smoke a joint with your cool cousins, do that. Um, and then kind of further, if you need to like sit this one out, that's okay too. Go grab a friend and go see a movie and get some Chinese food this year. Uh, you know, chances are folks will kind of still be right where you left them the next year. I mean, you know, hopefully, but, uh, be kind to yourself. If you can't take it, if you can't do it, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a monster. Um, so yeah, again, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Um, stay weird. Please feel free. You know, this is a community of uh, life livers and thrill seekers and uh, eaters and drinkers and lovers. So we're all here for each other. And if you guys find yourselves experiencing like a difficulty or a hilarious situation or a comically tragically comically painful uh situation of any kind that includes cuts bruises burns um fistfights with your trump supporting relatives anything please holler at us you can either dm us or we can start kind of a conversation about it on uh on our instagram page uh life's banquet podcast on instagram or life's banquet show at gmail.com we're here from you for you and we want to hear from you And we can kind of all get through this wacky holiday together. Um, Again, just have fun if you can or take the good parts out of it. Uh, It doesn't have to be so serious. We all remember that the best part of a Christmas vacation is when that turkey came out and it was a fiery, ashy mess inside. Um, Chevy Chase, if you're listening, please call in with your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Um, So anyway, guys, I'm going to leave you with a joke. why did the turkey cross the road? To find that out and more, you'll have to tune into our Thanksgiving episode next week. Okay, lovelies, you're the best. I hope that this was helpful and delicious and that you're all salivating, thinking about all the delicious things you're going to eat and make. Asta la freaking pasta. Bye, Breton. We love you. Guys, if you miss Breton, give him a big shout out. Breton, we love you. Bye-bye. Mwah!